Hey, so for today's um, Substack video, it's like a video, as you know, um, I'm interviewing Cassandra Bumpus. Cassandra has very kindly joined me and we're going to be talking all about what it means to be a manifesting generator today. So Cassandra is in Vancouver Island, so I can't promise I'm not going to visit her at some point because that's on my list. Um, she lives there with her husband and a dog called Chewy, which is Super cool name. I hope he doesn't live up to that name, Cassandra. <laughs> uh, he did when he was younger. Oh, okay, I've grown out of it now, thank goodness. Um, Cassandra is a VA to female entrepreneurs. So maybe that's what you need if you're out in Vancouver. But listen, you could be anywhere because she's a VA. So we know what that means. Um, she's also a book nerd. She's got a cool Instagram with lots of book reviews on. So go check that out if you're a reader. Um, and... I know you'll want to know she's a three six uh, manifesting generator with emotional authority. So Cassie and I met on my Substack. Uh, she's one of my readers. I've gone over to read her Substack, and we chat in the comments. And I love how Substack is creating this community. It's it's really cool, isn't it? In real life connections from this incredible writing platform. So Cassandra, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really, really happy to have you here. I am going to dive in and ask you a question. As a type of generator, you're going to respond. That's what we do, right, as generators. Mm -hmm. So here's your first question is, um, tell me how long you've been in your experiment and known that you're a manifesting generator. Did it resonate? Tell me a little bit about that story. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm excited you're to so chat with welcome. you today. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I found out I was a man. I am a manifesting generator in 2020, and uh, I I was as manifesting generators uh, tend to do, or as I tend to do, uh, experimenting with learning new skills. And I decided I wanted to learn how to edit podcasts, so I did, and I got a podcast management client. So she was launching a podcast, and I started editing her episodes in preparation for that launch. And one of her very early episodes, um, she actually interviewed um, a manifesting generator, or sorry, a human design uh, coach uh, from the States. Um, and uh, so that was my first sort of intro to human design. I was listening to her chat about all things human design with this coach as I was editing the podcast episode. And, um, and it sort of, yeah, it was intriguing. I was kind of uh, curious about it. I've kind of liked taking those kinds of I don't want to say, I don't want to say human design is a personality test, but like those kinds of things that are sort of like assessments or like help you to understand yourself more. Um, and so I, so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll look mine up and just, you know, see what I think. And um, so, yeah. So after kind of doing that uh, podcast episode for her, I looked mine up online and uh, you know, it's, it's human design. The chart is a little overwhelming at first. There's a lot of numbers and a lot of <laughs> lines and all sorts of things. Um, but I kind of was able to to glean from that, that I was a manifesting generator. And I kind of read like sort of a little, you know, blurb or summary sort of what that meant. And immediately it did resonate immediately. I was like, oh yeah, yep. That's, that sounds like me. Um, so that was sort of the start of the journey. And then, and I was in 2020 and then over the last couple of years, um, since then I sort of have been learning, you know, more and more here and there, um, as to um, as to my design and my specific you know attributes and all of those kinds of things and being able to connect it to me and just understand myself better. Um, and one fun little fact uh, I didn't tell you before we recorded it is that after we moved to the island, I found out that my environment is shores. 
Wow, perfect. Yeah, so of course it makes sense. I've always wanted to live by the ocean. So there we are. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, your environment in human design is where kind of where your body needs to be to be at its very, very best. And shores, I mean, it can mean actual shores. It's like a liminal space. So it's anywhere where you on the on the boundary between it could be a meadow and a forest. It could be the sea and the land. It could be just two different spaces that you're right in the middle of. So, but yeah, being on that sh actual shore, how perfect, Cassandra, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it is perfect. This move was one of the best decisions my husband and I have made. Yeah. We love it a lot here. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. So like the manifesting generator is here and you mentioned a little bit before, but it's here to, um, to bring that trial and error energy to, to move fast to build, so a little bit like the generator, to build, create, be inspired by the manifestors um, and get stuff done. Um, and especially for the manifesting generators, it's about that moving fast, going out and making the mistakes, missing things out in order to show us, the rest of us, the best way to do things. So do you feel a bit of that in your world as well? Oh, yes, uh, definitely. Yeah, I the moving fast part, if I... If something sparks my curiosity or my interest, um, like uh, in in a big way, I will dive right into that and um, and uh, immediately just get excited about it and want to do all the things. Um, you know, just over the holidays, um, I had actually injured my ankle, and so I was kind of put up on the couch for a while and you know couldn't really do a lot, mm -hmm. which was hard for me. <laughs> and uh, and I had sort of been interested and intrigued in starting a Substack, and so I actually did a huge deep dive into Substack over that period of time because it was something that, you know, sparked my curiosity. And immediately I was like, well, I want to learn all the things right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so I moved pretty quickly, setting up mine, you know, writing my about page, all the things. So yeah, it's definitely, um, that definitely shows up for me a lot. And the, <clears throat> the um, uh, trial and error that you spoke of, um, honestly, I feel like all of my 20s or most of my 20s were <laughs> trial and error um I felt uh yeah like I just I tried um different things you know like I I started off uh going to university thinking that I was gonna you know study one go one path study one thing and um and then found out oh I don't actually like university as much as I thought I would and so then I you know took a break and then I tried to go to a different university a different program and didn't didn't stick around with that so and then, you know, uh, there was some different trial and error when I was kind of like freelancing. So I tried some freelance writing. I did some photography. I did, you know, there was so many things that I just mm -hmm. dipped into to try. And and so, yeah, I feel like most of my 20s, honestly, were the <laughs> and I'm sure that's not over with completely. But I would say the majority yeah. of the trial and error happened in my 20s. <laughs> Absolutely. And we chatted a little bit, didn't we, before we recorded about your profile, which we're not going to go massively into now, but um, you've got a three, six profile. So the three is all about learning through trial and error. And mm. the six up until the age of 30 is all about learning through trial and error. And uh, you've just, I know you've just turned 31, haven't you now? So you're just into that slightly more settled phase of your six, but you've still got the line three. You've still got the MG. Yeah. We've not even looked into your gates yet. So I'm yeah, feeling, exactly. I have a feeling, Cassandra, that you're going to be carrying on with some of that energy. 
to quite yes I, I think so yeah i turn <laughs> i turned 31 uh yeah in february here so yeah i definitely think i will be uh mm. i'm sure there will still be more of that because i'm still just into that second phase so mm, beautiful love it so what do you love about being an mg how does it serve you um honestly like uh the first thing that comes to mind which is isn't quite doesn't quite answer the question but it does somewhat is that the most the most the best thing sorry that it's brought me so far is just help me to understand and accept myself more mm -hmm. um i really struggled through my 20s um trying to sort of figure myself out um and that was uh that was a tough period just i felt kind of lost um and so so sort of indirectly an answer to your question is that it it did help me just kind of uh, feel like, oh, okay, like some of these things that make sense. I can kind of understand myself a little bit more, understand where I'm coming from and how I work. And then that helped with some self-acceptance for me, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the later part of my twenties and then now going to my thirties to kind of, yeah, just be kinder to myself and sort of understand how I operate. Um, and then I, I think, um, I don't know. I think I honestly just, I enjoy the, like the doing part. Like I like to try new things. Like I feel like I'm a, quite a curious person. And so I'm always wanting to, you know, like dive in and learn about something new and, and try different things and, uh, explore different hobbies. And, um, so there's, so I actually, I just enjoy that. I like trying just, I like variation and I like, um, and that's actually part of what I like in my VA work as well is, you know, no, no two days are the same. And there's a lot of like, um, a lot of, uh, yeah, I guess variation throughout my day, um, which I really enjoy. I kind of thrive off of that. So, um, yeah. So I think that's just like a fun part for me of the design is, and I just, I just, yeah, I embrace that. And, and it has taken me some time to embrace some of the aspects of my design, <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, I like, I think I spent a lot of my twenties trying to kind of think to my like tell myself like I need to just decide on something I need like one thing that's my thing that I'm going to do for work or a career or whatever and um because you know that's kind of what you're taught honestly that's sort of like the societal thing is like you leave high school and you go into university and you're supposed to know what you're going to do and that's your career path and you know that kind of thing and I think it's like changing somewhat now but mm -hmm. when I graduated um from high school it was still a, very much like you should know what you're doing and and, you know, that's the path you start on and you're going to continue on and that'll be your career forever and ever. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I struggled with that a lot, um, feeling lost and trying to like think, like understand, like, why don't I just stick with something? Like, why do I keep bouncing and trying these different things? Like, you know, there's like frustration and I couldn't quite and I was a little bit hard on myself about that, too. Um, so, uh, but now with the help of understanding my design and also I have to give my husband some credit cause he's been very supportive uh, <laughs> with the help of him as well. I've been able to sort of accept, okay, no, this is just who I am. I like to try different things. I dip in and out of different things and it's, it's okay. Yeah. I, I love that you, you said that as well, Cassandra, about your, um, about the MGs being told to pick one thing and stick at it yeah. because this, I mean, I think one of the things that human design really highlights for us is where we've been conditioned and we mm. get conditioning all over the place, right? So yeah, parents, teachers, school, uh, people that we work for, friends as well. Yeah. And the MG energy can be a lot. Like yeah. you guys can be a lot. And, <laughs> you know, there can be that like, oh, just be, you know, settle down, yeah. be a little bit smaller. And that's it's certainly something I've heard from clients is that they've had that message over the years to just like, oh, can you just be a bit less 
you. Yeah. Um, and that conditioning that builds up and, you know, I think, and I don't know if this will resonate with you, but I, I feel like you were talking, talking it through is it's permission to be you. Mm. like real permission yeah. to just be you you are here to do that so don't yeah. be less don't do less yeah. don't pick one thing for goodness sake we we need you to be you yeah no I think that's yeah that's spot on it's um yeah it's been a journey to get to that that place of, of permission and and understanding myself and and accepting that in myself and being okay to let other people see that and mm. you know if they try to kind of push back against that um learning how to sort of you know, ignore it, so to speak, but, you know, just take it in, but just understand that this is, this is how I am and, and it's okay to be this way and, um, operate the way I do. And, and yeah, um, I, one of the things with the, the loss of energy, um, I have, that has been an interesting thing being in a, a partnership. Like when I, um, when we got married my husband and I, um, because I have, I'm, I have a lot of energy, as you said, and he he definitely doesn't have, I know he's not a manifesting generator, and so he doesn't have the amount that I have. Um, and so having to sort of um, adjust my expectations and my kind of, you know, like to realize, okay, like he's not going to keep up with me and that's okay. <laughs> and um, and I can't, like, I shouldn't expect that of, of other people around me, like my friends or family or him mm. or um, but at the same time, because I find at least for our relationship, because he is not a manifesting generator with like loads of energy, he's a good kind of anchor for me and reminder to me. Because, you know, there are times where I definitely go overboard and like I should be like, okay, it's like time. I need to take a break kind of thing. And I'm not good. I'm not always good at recognizing that. Whereas he is a good reminder to me to be like, okay, like, you know, like you've been working all day, like just take a break. Like it's okay to sit down for a half an hour or whatever, you know? So he's been a really good counterbalance to mm. that in me. Yeah. Yeah. And the MGs need that person. They yes. really do. <laughs> they should advertise for that person in their lives to be like, I need you to tell me when to stop because I can't always stop on my own. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I love that you've attracted that person who knows exactly what to do. That's fabulous. Yeah. yeah it's well, been super helpful for me. <laughs> <laughs> no I can imagine I can imagine that's beautiful um cool and you know when we're in alignment right we do attract the right people we 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 just know who to bring in it's fab mm-hmm. um it sounds like you've got an awful lot out of knowing that you're an MG really leaning in which is fab fab yeah. fab have there been any challenges for you is there anything that you don't like about it yeah I think um well, I think kind of the things, one of the things is what I just mentioned with like having kind of boundless energy and not being able to, sometimes like I, I like just not being able to sort of uh, check myself and be like, okay, like I should, you know, slow down. I'm not great with that. It's, that's a learning process. I'm working on it. I think I am better at it than I used to be. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and just accepting that people around me are not going to be quite the same at the same level energy wise as I am or move as quickly as I do. Um, and so kind of trying to kind of get used to that and accept that um, and, you know, set my expectations reasonably. Um, so I think that is a part of or has been part of the challenge. Um, I think the and also um, one of the things that I that really like resonated with me very early on when I read about uh, manifesting generators is the idea of like using up your energy in like a satisfying way so that w- when you go to bed at night like you can have a good sleep because you've like you know 
And that like right away, I was like, oh yeah, that's me because I'm definitely a night owl. And I, if I haven't used up my energy during the day, I will just stay up at night doing things. And it's like not always ideal. Um, <laughs> so, so that has been like a bit of a, like, and I think the key there is the satisfying, like using the energy in a satisfying way. So that has been like a bit of a struggle just as I have tried these different career paths, like I mentioned in my 20s and trying to learn different things and take on clients for different things that I've learned, you know, podcasting or freelance writing or whatever. If it's not satisfying to me, like I feel that, like I feel this like frustration, mm -hmm. which I think is, you know, uh, my not self or whatever you call that. Um, so that is definitely something that I sort of have to kind of tune into and like if I'm feeling the frustration or if I'm having trouble sleeping, like what, like where am I, you know, not being satisfied throughout the day or like where is my um, energy going that's not really like, you know, satisfying for me or, or fulfilling for me. And then I think the other challenge has just been, <clears throat> um, like I kind of mentioned, a lot of my 20s feeling very lost, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and just kind of like, questioning myself a lot and you know and and this was like a lot of this was kind of before I understood more about about my my human design type right mm -hmm. so a lot of it was um yeah just like not understanding why I felt so lost or why I couldn't you know pick a career path and stick with it or just that kind of stuff like I would be I would like try something out and then I would get to the point of sort of like it's not really feeling right anymore or I'm feeling that sense of frustration with it and I'd want to let it go but then I'd be hard on myself and be like, well, no, that's silly. Like, you've only just started this. Like, you need to push through and keep going, you know, and trying to find like a balance there. Like when like I know I'm not happy with it, but I but I, I should, you know, all these shoulds, I should stick with it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And so, of course, I think like everyone who ever learns about human design, I wish I would have known. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish I would have known yeah. these things before, but I didn't. So, you know, it's it's I can't do anything about that now, but. I think there was frustration um, with that. And and I think like with the open, um, open head, um, mm -hmm. you know, all these ideas, like as I was trying to see, like, what could I do? Like, what kind of like work could I do as a freelancer? Just all these ideas. And, you know, there's so much information online about how to be a freelance writer, how to be a blogger, how to be a podcast manager, how to start a podcast, how, like just millions of ideas. Right. And it was just hard for me. Uh, as I was trying to figure out what, what I wanted to do. Um, so the kind of my, my type and then my open head in with that, um, made the, my twenties, like I said, challenging, mm. um, just feeling lost and, and sort of, um, and not quite understanding like why I couldn't just figure it out. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I think that was kind of been the most challenging part so far. Um, I still have moments I think where I can be kind of, like I'm a lot better I know than I was in my 20s um and with a lot of that is because I know my design now yeah but I think I'm, so I think I've come a long way with that but I still of course have moments where I'm like frustrated with myself because like you know why why do I want to give this up or or stop or quit this thing that I started or you know like different things like that yeah mm. yeah there's so much in there um Cassandra there's there's just so much in there I think <laughs> you know that whole piece around I wish I'd known my design sooner um, yeah, you know, it just makes so much sense, doesn't it? Of of how we mm -hmm. kind of feel like we want to be, but it doesn't quite fit the world. And yeah, it, yeah. But just having the the knowledge and that map, yes, um, just really helps, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. So, and there was one thing that could, there was something that cropped up for me that, um, you know, we, we checked in, didn't we, ahead of recording, whether it was okay to talk about. So something that um, Cassandra's very kindly shared her chart with me and I, I um, can share it with you as well. If, if, if she says that's okay, I'll check with her in a second. She might say <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, so one thing that stood out for me about Cassandra's chart is she has got seven defined centers um, out of nine. So, that's quite a lot of defined centers, which is, you know, means that Cassandra will have lots of consistent energy. She'll be quite clear on what's hers and what's other people's. And she also has all four of the motor centers defined. So she's got a huge amount of energy available to her, perhaps more than some other manifesting generators as well. So this isn't necessarily an MG thing. So she's got the sacral, which is a consistent uh, energy for just always there as long as you lit up. The root center, which is a pulse, kind of it's on or it's off. She's got the solar plexus, which is the emotional wave. So that's a wave of, of energy. And she's also got, and this is like we said, didn't we, Cassandra? Mm -hmm. One in one in five people, only 20% of the population have got the, the heart center. That's the will center. That's where willpower lives. We talked about that, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Um, so all four of those energy centers. Now, Cassandra also has, which she shares, um, she says openly, she's got cystic fibrosis. So that chronic illness that brings with it quite a lot yeah. of tiredness. So Cassandra, I know you, you're happy to chat about this, but just talk to us a little bit about how those energy centers, even though you didn't know about them as you've been sort of growing up and living with this, how has that supported you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I was um, diagnosed with uh, cystic fibrosis when I was six and a half months old. So I was an infant. Uh, it's a genetic uh, chronic illness. So um, yeah, it's been interesting to learn about, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, energy centers now. Um, because looking back, I can kind of look back and see how they probably helped me a lot um, with the... <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, with the, um, with hospitalizations and, and different things when I was growing up and when I would have, sorry, <clears throat> I'm going to take a sip of water. Yeah, no, go for it. I've been drinking tea and I should have probably been drinking water. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yes, with the uh, throughout my life, I've been hospitalized many times, um, you know, various surgeries and different things in, um, uh, lung infections, uh, very common, um, because cystic fibrosis mostly affects your lungs and your digestive system. Um, uh, it, it, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's kind of just the, mm. the gist of it. So, um, yeah, so there, you know, with any chronic illness, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of dips in energy, um, and, uh, and it can be kind of tough because you don't really have a lot of control over that. Your body kind of uh, gets the final say <laughs> and uh, the illness kind of gets the final say. So um, there can be a lot of fluctuation in energy and, and you know, and it can be um, your, your energy with the chronic illness can be depleted faster than, than you know, a sort of typical healthy person, quote unquote, mm -hmm. healthy person. So um yeah so i now that i kind of know and you know we had this discussion about the energy centers and how many of them i have defined and i can look back at you know especially as a kid but also as an adult but especially as a kid growing up and you know being in and out of hospitals and stuff and like you know there was times where i just had quite a bit of energy still even though i was 
um, like had an infection and was hospitalized. And, you know, I was just very, and, you know, as we talked, very willful or stubborn, whatever word you want to use. <laughs> um, and so I, yeah, I just was able to kind of like, I always kept up with my schoolwork um, when I would be hospitalized. They had a, they had a teacher um, that worked with the kids in the hospital and my teachers back home would send her all of my, all of my assignments and projects and stuff. And I would keep up with all of that because I was determined not to get behind in school. Um, even though I didn't feel, you know, my, my 100%, um, I would still keep up with all of that. Um, and, uh, you know, I shared the story of like being in sixth grade and I had been, um, we were going to put on a Christmas play at school and I had a major role in it and I was very excited about it. And so, we'd been practicing and, and rehearsing and everything. And I ended up in the hospital, um, with a quite severe infection. Um, and I talked my doctors into letting me leave the hospital for an evening so that I could go on, get dressed and go on stage and play my role in the school play. So, uh, IV in hand and, and I ended up with a fever after that. So, <laughs> so I went on and did the play, uh, remembered all my lines. <laughs> so, um, and you know, that's, I don't think that's, a uh, probably a typical, you know, if I didn't have these energy banks, as you, as you call them, um, I don't think that would have been happening. I don't think I would have been on stage, uh, during a hospitalization. Um, so there are things like that, that, um, definitely, um, stand out to me now, like in retrospect, right now that I know that there's seven defined <laughs> energy centers and I can look back and see times in my life where, you know, by all accounts, I, I probably would have just been staying in bed or, you know, like, you know, not really doing a whole lot. But um, and even like, you know, hospitalizations as an adult, I would always be working on something, reading something like there was always something going on that I was uh, learning about. You know, I was hospitalized after my husband and I got married and um, and I was uh, there was some things going on where you know, I was having a lot of pain and I wasn't sleeping very well um, due to an, an infection we later found out. Um, and so I like spent some of like my nights when I couldn't sleep, like we were furnishing our apartment because my husband had just, we just got married and he had moved uh, in with me. And I spent some of my nights like researching the best type of mattress and like <laughs> for, <laughs> for our bed and where to buy it and how much it would cost and what size do we need. And all these things. And, um, and my husband was like, why are you worrying about this right now? Like, just like, you're in the middle of a, of a hospital state, there's like something going on that we're trying to figure out, like, we don't know what the issue is yet. You know, like, you know, having, you know, what you would expect to be some stress around what was going on. And I had that stress too. But I was like, yeah, but I need to do stuff I have to because otherwise, I'm just gonna be, you know, so and again, that's another example of like, that was as an adult, even where like the amount of energy to just kind of push through and um, and do things like that. And I think it's interesting too. this sort of came up as you and I were talking about this as well. Um, there's times in my life where I can look back and see, especially with my parents, um, who, you know, obviously are concerned about me and my health, um, you know, would kind of push back and say, well, why are you like, you know, why are you doing that right now? Or I don't know if you're up for that kind of thing. But I just always had this like knowing like, yeah, I can do that. Like there's just always like the certainty. I think you mentioned that word when before we started recording. Mm -hmm. There is always just like, no, no, I know myself. I know I can like I understand I'm sick right now, but I know I can do this. Um, so yeah, so there's there's just been times like that where where that has has played into it. And it's very interesting to look back in um in retrospective or in retrospect on on the energy and like how that has 
kind of carry helped carry me through in ways that if I didn't have those, it, my chronic illness definitely would have probably brought like taken um made me feel worse or not made me feel worse, but like it would have had a a larger toll on my kind of energy and what I was capable of doing. Um, and then, yeah. And then like that certainty piece, just, yeah. Like just being able to know, like, and trust like that I know, but then the hard part is sometimes trying to convince somebody else <laughs> that I know <laughs> that I can do, you know, X, Y, X, Y, or Z, um, when, when they are concerned about my health, um, you know, I had, this was a few years ago when I was quite sick before, before I had a double lung transplant in my twenties, um, because my lungs had deteriorated to that point. But before the transplant, I was on oxygen, uh, 24 seven because my lungs were quite unhealthy and I had tickets with friends to a Taylor Swift concert <laughs> and, and, uh, and it was in a city we had to drive. It was not in, in local to us. We had to drive a few hours to get to the city and we'd be staying overnight in a motel and all these things. And, my mom, of course, was like, she was, it was planned that she was going to drive out there with me, but she was very concerned because obviously because she's my mother and I'm sick and I'm on oxygen and, you know, are you sure? Like, maybe we should just forget the Taylor Swift concert. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, I can, I know I can do this. I know it's like a long, you know, Taylor Swift likes her long concerts, which I'm okay with that. Um, but I was like, no, like I can do this. I can, we can travel out there. I know I can do, go to the concert. I'll be fine. And it was just like annoying. Like I just knew, yeah, I'm sick. I recognize that, but I, I, I'm going to be fine. Um, so again, talking her into that was a little bit <laughs> more difficult, but she trusted me, I think, I think because she drove me out there and I went to the concert and everything was fine. But yeah, it's, uh, anyway, that was a long response to your question, but, um, yeah, it's been interesting to, to, to know that now, uh, and see how it's affected me. Yeah. I love that. I love all the, like all the detail in it. I love the long response. It's great. There's so much in there to, to kind of pick <laughs> out, um, and it's just been, you know, I can look at your design as we're chatting. So I know my eyes are just flicking to the side where I've got your design. Yeah. Um, but just to be able to see, you know, yes, that defined Ajna, the certainty, the defined throat, and then all those two connecting right through to your defined heart center, where all that willpower is. And, you know, that certainty and that, that voice and, and your doctor had no chance, did he, when you were going, no. oh, I'm going <laughs> to that um you know I think it's really clear that um that, that you've got that energy in there and you know I just love seeing how you know maybe that's how you you've been designed with all this energy to to combat this um illness that you've also been given so mm -hmm. maybe they've just come as that parcel you've got the support right there <laughs> that you need like who yeah. knows who knows that yeah. how these things work but yeah yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? So, Cassandra, I've listen, I've just loved chatting with you today. I think we've just had the best time, haven't we? So much yes. we had so much <laughs> chat before we got on record. So better get on record and share <laughs> this uh, with the world as well. So I really appreciate you sharing everything that you have done. Um, I'm gonna share your links uh in the show notes, uh in the in the podcast. Yeah, this is going to go out as a podcast and it's gonna go out as a video on my Substack. So in all of that. So I'm gonna share mm -hmm. your um going to share your links of course I am so uh share your VA stuff and please share the your book nerd reviews that'd be amazing um, yeah, for sure. before we wrap up is there anything else that you want to share do you have anything that you want to tell the world no I would think I think just um I you know obviously I recommend people look up their design because you'll probably learn a lot about yourself and it can be just incredibly helpful. Like I said, the biggest things for me were just like understanding myself and being able to accept myself. Um, it's really been a huge part of that. Um, and so, I mean, that's invaluable for me. 
Um, so I just, yeah, I, I hope um, people, if they haven't kind of looked up their design or aren't really sure, um, my kind of philosophy is always like, you know, take what works and leave the rest. For me, this worked, this made sense, mm -hmm. this resonated with me. And so, um, and so, uh, yeah, so I've, I've enjoyed like learning more about it. So yeah, I just recommend people look into it and reach out to you and that you can help them in that journey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, having this chat with me. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome. So welcome. And you're so right. Everyone should come and get there. Come and get your free chart. I'll pop that link in there as well. And come and get yeah. some coaching because there's nothing better than having somebody talk you through that beautiful design. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Be a joy to do that. It's been a joy to look at your design, Cassandra, and share this time as well. So I'm going to stop the call right here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs>